Far enough, a man's voice said. The voice was raspy with a distinct southern drawl. They knew it was one of the brothers, and then they saw them both. The two men stepped out from a cluster of briars near a tree-covered wash that folded off down toward the river some two hundred feet below. The brothers were stout men with full, bristly beards and tangled, unruly hair. Two of the riders had known the brothers in earlier days and were not any more comfortable with them than they were with the warrior man. Both brothers were intelligent men, but they were mercurial and quick-tempered. They presented themselves as polite and forthright, but a strange, disconnected quality lurked within. They both were quiet, though their eyes were kind. There was a constant callous and mistrusting element about their demeanor. Don't ever turn your back on them, the dark-skinned man said to the others. This night, however, what these men were focused on were the brothers' shrewd scheme. They recruited the warrior man and the four riders, and if everything went as planned, they all would make a lot of money, more money than any of them would have made in a lifetime. Before tonight, they had done a mock run of the plan. Each man knew his job. When the taller brother said, Let's go, they moved out. It did not take long for them to plant the dynamite. One of the men, the heavyset man, knew everything about how and where it should be placed. He had been the one who showed the others what to do. His extensive knowledge of explosives was the very reason for his recruitment in the first place. Daybreak was upon them, and the first rays of sun began to appear as the heavy-set man instructed the younger brother how to terminate the last connection. I remember, the younger brother said. The heavy-set man nodded. He started off walking toward the trail that led back to the buckboard. The others were ahead of him, and he followed them as he unspooled the wire. After the younger brother made the final connection and was headed back toward the deer path, he came face to face with Percy O'Malley. Hey, Percy said. Good morning. The brother was startled to see the old man. Morning, Percy, the brother said. What are you doing out so early? Percy said. The brother looked around the old man to see if there was anyone behind him. I'll show you, the brother said as he walked to the edge. The old man followed him. The brother pointed to the river two hundred feet below. Look, the brother said. When Percy leaned over to look, the brother pulled his long knife from its sheath, cupped his hand around the old man's mouth, and slit his throat. He shoved the man off the side and watched as his body tumbled into the river. If he had stopped to look, he would have seen the body swept up by the current, leaving a murky red trail dispatched behind it. By the time he made it back to where the other men were, the heavy-set man had the wires connected on the terminals of the detonator. They had a good vantage point from their location. "'Who wants to do the honors?' the heavy-set man said. "'Me,' the warrior man said without hesitation. He got down on his knees, and the others closed in behind him. "'On three, the warrior man said. "'One, two. He lowered the plunger handle on the detonator, and the men watched the 300-foot iron bridge that crossed over the Rio Blanco River explode in a monstrous blast, earthquaking and sulfurous as if it came from deep down in hell, delivered by the evil red devil himself.